Live from the Average Joe Nation studios in St. Clair, Missouri, this is the Average Joe Podcast, a show that proves that in this crazy world, a combination of common sense and a C-plus average is actually a superpower. Sure, he's crazy, but what if he's right? Please welcome your host, Damon Gilbert. All right, good morning. We've, uh, it's been quite a night, quite a night. Not that I'm surprised by any of this, I'll be honest with you. Did I think that, uh, Putin was actually going to invade Ukraine? No, I really didn't. I didn't. But now that I'm learning more, I'm finding out that this is uh, a little bit a little bit more complicated than I thought. But anyway, what I want to talk about today is the fact that the powers that be, they just can't get Donald Trump out of their head, okay? They're they're off they're on his ass because he's they they're they're saying that he's siding with with Russia, okay? By uh pointing out that Biden is weak. Okay, now, Biden is weak. I don't know how else to put it. He's one of the weakest presidents I've ever seen in my life, and I thought Jimmy Carter was the worst. I I couldn't have been more wrong. Um, You know, when you look at it from a standpoint of what Biden said as opposed to what he's actually doing, I, I just happened to catch this. This is a flashback to Biden in 2019, and this is a quote by him. It says, uh, Putin knows that when I am president of the United States, his days of tyranny and trying to intimidate the United States and those in Eastern Europe are over. <laughs> I mean, that didn't age you well, did it? No, it didn't. It's pretty pathetic, actually. So, I don't know. Siding with Russia? Because you're pointing out that uh, the commander-in-chief is uh, a wet towel? I would say that's probably accurate. Now, What's going on right here is the war pigs are out in force. CNN, CBS, all the mainstream media, all of the uh, rhinos, all of the chicken hawks, you know, people who have never been in battle and never will be in battle but love talking about war and pushing it because war is money. War makes money. It does. It's that simple. I said it a long time ago and I've said it ever since. War is profitable. It always is. I believe, uh, um, what was it, Smedley, oh shoot, I can't remember his name right off the top of my head. But anyway, he was a general from back in uh, World War II. He said that you know, war is a, uh, it's a racket, is what it is, and it really is. So anyway, we're going to get into the freedom fries. You remember when we invaded Iraq? Okay, now that, what, I, what I find funny about this is the hypocrisy here. The United States can't even take care of their own affairs, much less somebody else's. But that doesn't stop us from invading other countries. And we'll get into that here in a minute. But I just think it's amazing that uh, uh, we don't, we look at ourselves as outside this realm of what, what, what people can do or countries can do and what they can't do. The United States can do whatever they want, see? That's the rule. We're the only country that's ever used nuclear weapons in a war situation, but we tell everybody else that they can't have nuclear weapons or they, most certainly can't use them, and they certainly can't threaten you with them. But we're the only ones that can use them. I mean, it's so ridiculous, it's not even funny. But war is good, as far as CNN's concerned. Because I tell you what, I think this may actually, this is going to help CNN. It's going to improve their ratings. It really is. It really is. There's nothing better for a, for a, uh, a media company, especially, you know, especially when it comes to TV, all right? 
Legacy media loves this. War cells, it does. When you got burning buildings, you got orphans, screaming women, explosions, you've got war raid sirens. It's great TV. It really is. People love this. I remember back when we invaded Iraq, okay, 2003. We were already in Afghanistan, which I was totally against that that uh, invasion as well. Of course, we didn't call it we didn't call it an, uh, a war. We call it a conflict. Okay, that's how we get around that. That's how we get around having to ask Congress for permission to go do this. We call it a conflict. You know, uh, a peacekeeping mission. That's what we actually use in Iraq. Yeah. And, and, and Afghanistan, but nonetheless, we, the bottom line here is that Russia's not afraid of the United States. They're not. They're not, they're not the least bit afraid of them. Why would you be with this guy in charge? I mean, Biden is weak. He, he just, just to back up a little bit, what's the first thing that Biden did when he, he got elected? What was the very first thing he did? He, list, he lifted the Nord Stream sanctions that Trump had put in place. Why did he do that? Well, because anything that Trump did is bad, okay? And then what's he do? He cancels the Keystone Pipeline because Trump made us energy independent. <laughs> I, I don't know what else to tell you, right? He, he, he lifts the Nord Stream sanctions. What's he do? He puts Germany in charge of this whole deal. Germany's, Germany can't. They couldn't protect themselves from anything. They were in the midst of an election season. They've got a new chancellor now. He's a complete waste of time. But I mean, you got sanctions against. So what do you do? So what do you do when when this all happens? You put you you. Uh, Biden threatens Russia with sanctions. Russia doesn't care about sanctions. Yeah, you know how long they've been dealing with sanctions? Uh, probably as long as I've been on the planet. Okay, this doesn't bother them. As long as China's not involved and the BRIC countries, uh, uh, Brazil, well, the Russia's one part of it, India and China. If they're not involved, no one cares. No one cares. Sanctions are gonna bother this guy. And the, and the thing is, Biden should've known this. He should've. Yeah. Now, here's the funny thing. And I'm, gonna, I'm going to bring up a, a possible conspiracy theory here and we can discuss it and, and maybe come up with, I, I don't know, when I say conspiracy theories, I'm being facetious. That's tongue in cheek, because no, that's not what this is. People would call it that, but it's, it's truly not. Putin's a genius. He, he, he's invading one week before the State of the Union address. What does he want more than anything? Who was his biggest problem in the past 20 years? Donald Trump was, okay? Donald Trump had four years. Did Russia try to invade anything while Donald Trump was president? No, he did not. And don't give me that crap that he's a pawn of Putin and all that. If that was the case, he would have invaded while Tr Donald Trump was in office. But he didn't. Why not? Because he's a little bit scared of Donald Trump. And Donald Trump's a pretty good ne negotiator. And he could, he could use the stick and the carrot and keep Putin in line. But when Trump's gone, I, I can do whatever I want. I'm up against an old man, an old guy that can't hit, who's got dementia, okay? And a, and a completely upside down, discombobulated White House that couldn't find its ass with two, a map and two flashlights. These guys are horrible, okay? So, 
What's Putin do? He invades a week before the State of the Union address. He's going to make, he's, he's attempting to make Biden a war president. And I swear to God, it would not surprise me to see Joe Biden show up at the, at the uh, State of the Union address in, in uh, brown fatigues, just like, just like Bush did, okay? Because we're not going to talk, any, we're not going to say a word about inflation. We're not going to say anything about, we probably won't even address the southern border. We're not going to say anything about crime. We're not going to talk about supply chains. We're not going to do any of that. This is going to all be about war. And you know what he will say? Biden will stand up there and say, I condemn him. I condemn these actions, right? Trying to get the average simpleton in America on board with this. I freedom fries anyone remember that that nonsense because if you weren't on board with this iraq invasion you weren't a true american well i had many many arguments with people and what's funny is i'm vindicated 20 years later it was a freaking disaster so was afghanistan you know and now they admit it but back then oh my god you weren't a patriot you weren't you know red white and blue if you didn't side with the we were the good guys in this and not the bad guys you know it, oh come on please here we got no strong leaders no doubt about it nato is weak biden is weak france is weak you know why because they, they've all split up nato's all split up into its factions now it's fractured you have no centralized strong leader because the united states is the leader of nato i don't care what you say yeah, we may be we may be four thousand miles away from the Eastern uh, Europe, but that doesn't really matter. We are the leader of NATO because we pay the most money. We're the ones that are in charge. And I tell you what, NATO is a force to be reckoned with if you got everybody on board. Problem is, Biden's not a he's a weak leader and he's got nobody on board. Okay, so I Russia's not afraid of us, not at all. They're not now. The funny thing is, at the end of the day, this may actually save CNN, at least for a while, because people are going to be watching this. Because this, this is this is this makes for great TV. I said it before: war is good, war makes money. CBS, though, this this was the one that really killed me. They're trying to sell this story that Biden inflation. This is before this is right before the uh, uh, State of the Union address. Okay, remember that State of the Union address is next week. So he's got to stand up in front of the country and explain what happened here. And of course he's going to blame Putin for all of it because he's just such a tyrant. I couldn't stop him. I guess is what he's going to say. I don't really know how you would defend this. There will be a speechwriter that will spin it some way so that it, it, it makes it sound like uh, Biden's actually the strong one. But we all know that's not true. Because if you, don't, if, you don't, if you still like this guy after this, after this debacle, if you are in that minority that's still, because right now his uh, polling numbers show that he's underwater even on foreign policy. People disapprove six to four, okay? 60% disapprove, 40% approve. And I think that that 40% is nonsense. It's probably more like 20. So let's say it's 25. Give him the benefit of the doubt. If you're in that 25% group, and I saw a bunch of them on Twitter last night. There are some lunatics out there. These people, it, you are beyond hope if you still think this guy is capable of doing this job. You are 
beyond hope. There's no rescuing you. I mean, there really isn't. If you could stand up and defend these actions or inactions, whichever you want to call them, I'm sorry. I can't be a part of that. Uh, I, I'm going to get to the point now where I'm going to, when I'm, when I'm uh, involved with someone, maybe a, a, a financial dealer, French, or whatever, I'm going to look on your profile, and if you're a Biden supporter, I'm going to say bye-bye, because that, that means to me that you're not smart enough. It really hurts you to be around somebody like this. It does me. It does me when they say things that, yeah, you, you just shake your head. But anyway, CBS is trying to sell that Biden inflation, they're trying to blame it on Ukraine. <laughs> that takes the cake. CBS has jumped the shark as far as I'm concerned, and you know what that means. If you know anything about TV, that's what Fonzie did in Happy Days when that show was in the toilet. You know, they, he had to jump over the shark. That's what they call it now. So anyway, that's when your your last gasp effort to try and make yourself relevant. CBS is a waste of time. So not only does do 40% of uh, Americans disapprove of Joe Biden's foreign policy, only 26% of Americans want you, us, the U.S., to have a major role in the Ukrainian-Russian conflict or, as I say, war. We don't like using that word, though, okay? And I don't blame them. I don't blame them. This, this never works. This never works. It never works out when we get involved because I think it's funny that we have the audacity to tell another country what they can or cannot do. And I, and I get back to that. You know, We talked about the nuclear uh, part of this, that we're the only country in, in the world that's ever used nuclear weapons in a, in a conflict. But for us to stand there and tell people that you cannot invade something, you cannot uh, defend your borders, so to speak, you, you can't do that. Do you have any idea how many places we've been in the last 50 years that we've gone in just unilaterally? We just walk in. We, 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 we invade. We either invade or we have troops there or we, we're, we're involved in the conflict or the war, depending on how you want to uh, you know, put it. I mean, so this goes back, and this is, this is just the ones we know about, okay? I mean, I've got a list here, and I'm not going to go through the whole list, but let's just do the 21st century. I mean, we could go all the way back to 1953, right after World War II, to Operation Ajax when we overthrew a democratically elected president in Iran, okay? And installed the, the Shah, and that came back to haunt us in the 80s, right? Yeah, I mean, you got the Lebanon Crisis, the Bay of Pigs, the Congo, the Korea, the DMZ, uh, Dominican Republic, Lebanese War, Grenada, we bombed Libya in 1986, okay? and. and just quickly, I'm going to go over these right quick, and then we're going to get into the 21st century, which is amazing. And why we think we have the audacity and the power to tell other people what to do is beyond me. Because look, remember Iraq, Afghanistan, Libya, Syria, Bosnia, Vietnam, Thailand. We, we were involved in the Korean DMZ conflict, Dominican Republic, Bolivia, we were there. We were in Cambodia in 67, 75, Panama, uh, not to mention the Gulf War. We got involved in Somalia, we were involved in Haiti, and the Kosovo War during the Clinton administration. Okay, Now, just the 21st century. This is just since the turn of the century. It's been 22 years, right? We've been in Afghanistan, we were in Nepal, we got involved in their civil war. 
Maghreb. We were in the Sahara. We've been there since 2002, and we're still there. We've been involved in the Horn of Africa. We were we, we were still involved in the Iraq War. We were we were flying uh, drones into Pakistan. We've been involved again in Somalia. Remember Operation Shield? Okay, that was when we were fighting the pirates in the Indian Ocean. We 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 took down Libya. Oh, that turned that into a great uh, country, didn't we? Uh, Hillary Clinton was key in that. Okay, she was involved in that and. You, you, you know, Benghazi, that whole, that whole charade, that whole disaster, okay? You want her in charge of your uh, uh, foreign policy? I, I guarantee you, this is what we'd be looking at right now. What's going on right now with Russia, we would have been looking at during the, during the four years that Trump was uh, in office if Hillary Clinton had won. Guarantee it. Guarantee it, okay? Because you take Libya now. Yeah, we were supposed to go in there and uh, take care of Gaddafi, right? Oh, he was a bad guy, bad dude. Wore those robes and stuff. He's kind of a weirdo. Remember, he he uh, camped out on the on the front lawn of the White House when he was visiting. Remember that? Kind of a lunatic, or that's what they wanted to portray him as. Funny though, his country was one of the most progressive and one of the richest in Africa. And the standard of living in that country was higher than anybody else's. So. We went after him, and I'll tell you why we went after him. You want the bottom line on why we went after Libya, or after we went after Gaddafi? Because he was selling oil on the world market for gold. That's what it was. Not the, not the Yankee dollar, not the American dollar. That's what got him killed. That was one of the biggest reasons. But at the end of the day is, we turned out Libya. Libya, this is unbelievable. Libya right now has slave auctions, slave markets. In, in the in the capital in Tripoli, they literally have that. Al Qaeda's flag is flying over the capital uh, uh, parliament, the building. They've got a flag on there. It's we t we absolutely devastated that country. It had nothing to do with democracy. We didn't give a rat's ass about that. We didn't care. So, why do we have the the the, the why do we feel we have the right to tell any other country what to do? Why do we do that? Unless it's affecting us. I, I liken this to, uh, well, I'm going to finish up here. Uh, I, I get off, off track here. But we, okay, Libya, we'll go back a little bit. We had Pakistan, Somalia, Operation Ocean Shield in the Indian Ocean. We had Libya, Uganda, Syria, and we're involved in the Yemen Civil War. Okay, that's just, that's the ones we know about. This doesn't even include the ones that the CIA may be doing secretly that wouldn't be listed on a, on a, on a list, okay? So your, your, your young men, your sons and daughters are going to fight for what? I don't know. It, it, it amazes me. And I liken it to when, they, when America tells other people what to do, I liken it to having a neighbor who is a... They want to get involved in all your, they, 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 nosy, a nosy neighbor. That's what I think it is. You ever been out, you go out to work on something in your garage and the next door neighbor comes over and tells you how you're doing it wrong, okay? That's what this is like. They can't, America can't even handle it and take care of its own problems. Why do we feel that we have the right to intervene into any else's problems? Our, our, 
you know, differences. Why do we think we have that right? I don't understand it. Are we, do we think we're that good? Because we're not. We're not. We can't even handle our own domestic issues, much less somebody else's. You know, when we get when we get the border straightened out, we get crime under control. When inflation's under control, unemployment's under control. Our supply lines are taken care of. Uh, uh, our societal problems. We have all that straightened out. When we have all that done, then maybe we can start handing out advice. Until then, I say we keep our. I say we keep our business our business and let them deal with it unless it bumps up against our borders or an actual interest we have because we have no interest in Ukraine. None. They're not even in NATO. They're not an ally. They were once part of the Russia. Yeah, I, I don't I don't understand this. I don't understand this because this is the, I'll give you an idea of how stupid the people that run this country are. As an example, Madeleine Albright, okay? Now, if you remember her, she was a Secretary of State under Clinton in the 90s. Probably one of the most evil women that ever existed other than Hillary Clinton, okay? Because they were buddies, okay? Now, she says, now, mind you, she's kind of like Paul Krugman when it comes to economics. You know, he won the Nobel Peace Prize for economics, but he's wrong on everything, Okay, Paul Krugman, look him up. He's never right. He said there was going to be a depression during Trump immediately. It never happened. The guy's wrong on everything. He, he's kind of like Biden. You can always bet against him because it will be the exact opposite of what he says. But anyway, Madeleine Albright says, Putin is making a historic mistake. Really? Historic mistake. This is coming from the same woman who said that in 1990, when we put sanctions, uh, when we, or, well, uh, in 2000, I guess it was. Um, no, I guess we did. We started sanctions in Iraq in 1990. Yeah, four days after the Iraq's invasion in Kuwait. That's right. That's right. And they stayed in force until 2003. Now, you know how many children died under those sanctions? 576,000 kids died during those sanctions. Yeah. Because of mal malnutrition and the spread of disease. Now, in a 60 Minutes interview, she was asked, we have heard that, and this was Leslie Stahl asking this, and believe me, Leslie Stahl is definitely a, uh, 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 you know, a fan of Albright, but she said, we've heard that half a million children have died. I mean, that's more children than died in Hiroshima. And you know, is the price worth it? And this is what former Secretary of State Madeleine Albright replied. I think this is a very hard choice, but the price, we think the price is worth it. That's kind of, that's who, that's who runs this world right now. These people are beyond horrible. Yeah, beyond horrible. So when she comes out and says that Putin's making a historic mistake, I'm betting against her, okay? Putin's not an idiot. Yeah, and what do we got? We got Biden saying, oh, he warns of further consequences, you know, if he if he continues on. Further consequences. He ain't paying attention to the first ones. What are you, were you really serious on this? Same thing with Madeleine Albright. What, are you kidding me? Historic mistake. You explain that to me. What do you mean he's making a historic mistake? I don't get it. And believe me, she's just saying that. This is the first time I've heard her name in, in years. So I guess someone asked her a question and now they're, they're quoting her. Whatever. Anyway, that's my, that's my take on it today because this is, uh, this is getting out of hand and getting out of hand pretty quick. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, let's see. What else?
what else have I got here? Well, nothing. We're going to go into the news because there is quite a bit of it. It's mainly all re- revolves around the Ukraine crisis, of course, or our, uh, what is it, a peacekeeping mission, right? We don't want to call it a war. No, no. Uh, now, now the news people will. They'll call it a war. <laughs> they love this. So anyway, we'll see that as that plays out. All right, and I'll be right back with the news. If you think he's crazy, then what do we consider the rest of the world? You're listening to the Average Joe Podcast with Damon Gilbert. Okay, first story I want to cover is that oil prices are skyrocketing past $100 a barrel. First time since 2014. Oh, let me think. Who was in office on in 2014? Yeah, that dark guy. What was his name? Oh yeah, Obama. And who was who was his vice president? Oh man, it always it's it's hard for me to remember. That's been so long ago. Oh, that's right, Joe Biden. Hmm, amazing how things how how history does repeat itself. Okay, number two, Ukraine president declares martial law. Now, <coughs> interestingly enough, the president Zelensky claims that he represents a democracy but we're declaring martial law I, I i i tell you if that doesn't tell you all you need to know i don't know what does okay it's it makes no sense it's so it, it, the world is inverted now i mean if you've ever read the book 1984 same thing good's bad black's white you know anything evil is good uh it, it's it's unbelievable the things that they say. They can say it with a straight face too. Straight face. He declares martial law, but says he he uh, represents a democracy. I mean that's ridiculous. I I, I, I venture I guess to say the Ukraine president will be leaving stage left here shortly. I, that would be my guess. He's going to be skedaddling out of town. He'll be in what they call exile. Would be my guess. I don't know where he'll go, but you know it'll be somewhere in Europe, maybe in Germany. I, I don't know, but uh, uh, from what I'm understanding, and again, what's the first casualty of war? What's the old saying? What's the first casualty of war? The truth. It always is. So we'll see. We'll see. Time will tell. Time will tell. But some of this is uh, some of the things I'm hearing right now. Uh, lead me to believe maybe this won't be. I thought when 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 this all started. Uh, originally, I said if he does go into Ukraine and does an invade, it's going to be short-lived because Russia can't afford to do this for very long. They can't, their supply lines and all that, it's very expensive to do this stuff. So they've got about a 72-hour window to take this, you know, and, and, and do all this. So I don't know, we'll see. By the weekend, things should be calming down, I hope, I hope. Uh, let's see, Biden's approval on foreign affairs drops to a new low of 40%. That is a failure, folks. I don't care how you slice that. You cannot, you cannot look at that and say that that is a positive for a, uh, a weak presidency. You just can't. You just can't. Uh, let's see, another, another little tidbit here that I thought was interesting. Uh, Google flags an ad that blames inflation on government spending. They flagged an ad, <laughs> an ad, mind you, that blames inflation on government spending. So I talked yesterday about uh, censorship and how I've actually had something taken off of YouTube. And I'm just small potatoes. This is nothing. You know, this is this is a hobby. This is nothing. I'm not trying to make money here. This, 
but they flagged it okay because they they said it was misinformation okay google's doing the same thing they're deciding what they're calling it they're calling it dangerous and derogatory the fact that you may have pointed out that uh inflation has something to do with government spending well i'll tell you what folks if you took any kind of economics at all you know that that's true that's exactly where this comes from government spending you cannot print money you just can't not if you've got you don't have an economy to back it up you just can't do that everybody knows that anybody with two brain cells to rub together knows that but google says hey if you say that it's dangerous and derogatory yeah censorship at its finest that's why it's so important that there are alternative platforms to go to to actually at least find some of the truth like rumble that's a good one this truth social i hope works out you know you've got getter you've got i mean there are hundreds of these things and you really need to go to those facebook youtube waste of time twitter is a dumpster fire i was on there last night watching oh my god these people aren't even you think sometimes that they're uh they're bots they're not i look these people up they're saying the most ridiculous things on there oh i'm glad trump's not in office we wouldn't you know it's like what what is wrong with you i mean you shouldn't even be out in public if, if you believe that to this day yeah you shouldn't even be out you should not be allowed to go out into society right now so uh let's see another item here i wanted to talk about is the white house despite gas prices skyrocketing and they're going to get higher uh, they're sticking to their climate change agenda they, they they say it's still very important that we talk about this yeah mm -hmm, that's a good idea yeah worry about what color you're going to paint the interior of the uh of your uh of your uh cabin as the titanic's going down that's a good idea yeah all right let's see something else oh this is about trump top prosecutor resigned suddenly okay in new york because the da is on a witch hunt against trump and suddenly their top prosecutor says eh, nope that's enough i've had enough i'm out of here see you later yeah he's gone he's gone and that hurt their that hurt their window of time here where they've got that um uh jury uh, grand jury uh, they only have till april i think to keep that grand jury in uh, uh you know available so this is going to hurt them when your top prosecutor walks off the job. Yeah. So it leads me to believe that the, it is a witch hunt, just like they said. I mean, they're trying to say that he overpriced or he overestimated real estate. Come on, really? Are you grasping at straws here? Who doesn't do that? If you've got something of value, you want it to sound like it's worth more than anything you can imagine so that you get a bit higher price. This is ridiculous. It's a waste of time. They're wasting time on this, yet they won't prosecute anybody but murderers in New York City now for any kind of crime. But we're going to go after Trump for increasing his, saying his, his properties are worth more money. I've never heard of anything so stupid. That's when you're grasping at straws. Uh, let's see. Oh, here's an interesting one. China says Taiwan is not Ukraine as the island raises alert level. China's saying, no, 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 you can't compare that. You can't compare Ukraine to Taiwan. And you would think that that would be a positive. No, no, China went, they're doubling down going, no, no, no. 
Taiwan's always been a part of mainland China. We own them. That's why we want them back. So look for that to be the next item on the Biden screw-up agenda, okay? Because if you think China isn't going to take advantage of this, believe me, when you're watching Biden give a speech, all right, let's just, any speech for that matter. How about, let's watch the State of the Union, okay? Well, no, that's even, that's, that's all scripted. Uh, let's go to any kind of his, his uh, press briefings, okay? He, he stares out into space. He gets lost. He doesn't know where he's at. I mean, he reads off of the, the cue card, I mean, made in China at the bottom of it. I mean, the guy's an idiot. I mean, he, he you know, he doesn't follow directions. He doesn't know where he, Is China scared? I don't think so. You've got an idiot in charge. Now is the time to pounce on Taiwan and get it back. So look for that on the horizon. If you think Ukraine's a problem, Taiwan is going to be a bigger problem because they are our ally. And we have, we have signed a pact with them that we're going, to go to, we're going to defend their borders. Yeah, this isn't the big one. This, this isn't. Taiwan will be. Okay. Now, speaking of that, and I don't know if you're familiar with this, but Alex Jones, uh, he's, he's, if you look him up on the Internet, they, they always start off with the premise that he is a conspiracy theorist. He has his own show. It's called Infowars. Uh, very informative. He's been right about just damn near everything he talks about. The only problem is he's usually early. He says things maybe years in advance and predicts them. And then when they come true, nobody wants to talk about that. Okay, well, here's, here's an interesting thing. In October of 21, I was listening to him, and he mentioned, and he said, there's going to be a giant war in February. Okay, a giant war in February. Well, guess what? Here we are in February. So they can say what they want about Alex Jones. Yeah, but in that same article they're talking about. Now again, I don't want to. I don't want to say this is the truth. I don't want to do that because it's it's. What is the first casualty of war? It's the truth. But what's being presented and what's being reported is. Russian military claims uh, Ukrainian troops are surrendering in Moss. In other words, they're surrendering, surrendering just one right after the other. Uh, Ukraine's air defense has been destroyed uh, as global markets unravel. Okay, so I don't know how much of that's true. I do think the the last part is true. Global markets are teetering on. It, it's not good. They're about to. Yeah, you know, they got some real problems. This is a war footing, is what it looks like. But here's why. Here's why. Just to give you an idea here of why we're in the position we're in today. Who's one of the leaders of Congress? You've got Schumer. You've got, what, Nancy Pelosi. Uh, you've got uh, McConnell. Okay. McConnell's a rhino. I don't care what anybody says. Schumer's uh, Nancy Pelosi's bitch. There's no doubt about that. Well, Nancy Pelosi comes back. She's, she took a trip to Europe. Okay. God knows what that costs the, you know, the, state, the United States government. But she took a trip to, to Europe. She comes back, okay? Here's what she says. She gives a speech last night. She said, Nancy Pelosi thinks Putin invaded Hungary, okay? Somebody needs to tell Nancy that Hungary doesn't border Russia or Belarus. That's what she said. She said that Hungary was surrounded by the Russians. That's who's in charge. That's who's in charge of our government. An idiot like that who doesn't even know... I mean, 
you you weren't briefed on this who, who, who told you hungry I and don't give me any crap that that's just a mistake she made bull bull someone in in her position should not make that mistake I'm sorry that is inexcusable inexcusable it just tells me that she's just in the same boat as, as Biden is they're both they have both have dementia and they should be thrown out of office for it because you're being led by people who should be in in retirement homes okay in the Alzheimer's unit and we're being led by these people she thinks he invaded Hungary for God's sakes unbelievable Ah, uh, let's see oh and then I'll finish off here with this one Mitt Romney blames Trump's America first policy for Russia's attack on Ukraine God I tell you admit talk about irrelevant this guy is going to lose big time in his Senate bid for re-election in Utah there's no way this guy gets back in office but if if this is the only way you can gain any kind of exposure that tells me all I need to know you're telling me that Trump putting America first is the reason Russia attacked Ukraine <laughs> I'm sorry that's just downright ludicrous I've never heard of anything that's just stupid at a level I can't even describe okay Mitt, you need to go back and play golf or whatever the hell it is you do because a politician you ain't and we dodged a bullet when you didn't get the nomination for president because I tell you what we would have been in this position a hell of a lot sooner if you had anything to do with it Mitt, go home no one cares no one cares go spend your money you idiot so anyway that's all i got today and i've gone a little over i apologize but we had a lot to talk about so remember it's uh, february 24th and joe biden is most definitely the worst president in american history let's go brandon as always thanks for listening to the average joe podcast be sure to check out our website at www.averagejoenation.media and follow us on social media. Remember, if you haven't told all your friends, you're wrong. <laughs>